0: Welcome to the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Today, it's my esteemed pleasure to introduce to you, ladies and gentlemen, one of the funniest guys out there, actor, comedian, producer, Jason Stewart. How are you, buddy? Hey, how are you? Very good. Thank you, man. How are you holding up for all these things going on right now? Oh, God.
1: I'm doing okay. I'm a bit scared about the future, but I am grateful that I'm healthy.
0: Well, yeah, thank God for that. Now, it's funny. Now, you you are absolutely, I mean, people... People don't realize, I think, sometimes if, they're, if they don't know who you are, which they must be under a rock, how, how damn funny oh, are you? I mean, oh, God. No, That's man, not true. Really that, that, that
1: is way, way too nice.
0: Now, you are very funny, and, and a lot of people catch you on some of the comedy <laughs> things in the comedy shops, and they've caught you in acting and everything else. And you're a really good actor, by the way. I love watching you, some of your bits you, I've seen you in the past and everything else. And I think you don't, you don't get as much uh, credit as you need to as an actor.
1: Well, uh, please tell somebody, get on the phone, get on the, <laughs> get on the interviews, get on the uh, links, click, social media, tell the world, like Dahlia Levi says, just use some horse manure and spread it all around. <laughs>
0: right. Uh, so how you been doing? Uh, are you working on bits right now? Because I know everything. How you- well, what I'm really working on right now
1: is my new series called Smothered, which just got uh, dropped on Amazon. Prime, uh, i'm doing with my uh partner in comedy there mitch Hara, and we co-wrote co-produced co-created and co-acted it's about these two guys who have been in a 30-year relationship who hate each other but can't afford to get divorced and we've been getting great reviews if you want to watch the show on amazon uh, we have a website smothertv.com if And it's also on YouTube for those people who don't have Amazon, because the idea right now is to get people to watch it as much as possible. And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be on Reverie, and that will be on Roku and uh, Apple TV, Samsung, things like that. So it's going to be everywhere.
0: Congratulations on that, man. That's awesome. And by the way, you just set her off because you know everybody's office is in their living room right now. So you just set her off and she had to introduce herself. (laughs)
1: <laughs> of course. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Right, but but congratulations. What, what brought you to the concept of building and putting this together?
1: Well, uh, Mitch and I have been friends for years on and off, and he's always been a very combative guy, and I'd asked him to be in this series that I was trying to create about people who were turning 50. And he somewhat offended a couple of the straight boys <laughs> in the show, and I thought, wow, oh, gosh, you know. <laughs> Uh, and I had to tell him because they didn't want to do it with him. And he got really mad at me, hung up on me. And then I, I, I called him and I said, you know, a couple weeks later, and I said, look, I, I don't want to lose a friendship over this. And he said, well, I don't care. And then he hung up again. And then he called me again <laughs> and said, I have this idea that we're so funny together that we should do a series about a couple in therapy. And then we met with Terry Hanauer, who is this wonderful director, and we started developing the series. And we shot it in um, January of 2019. It took on six months to edit, you know, with not having the, uh, all the people in line. We got this great, great editor who became our fourth person in our creative team, Rob Patlet, And uh, he basically was just brilliant. And we got great music by Mila Lee, and we got... Uh, Erica Irvine from American Horror Story, oh, Helen, Hong from uh, uh, um, Helen Hong from um, uh, Silicon Valley, Dalila Ali Raja from all the Shonda Rhymes show, um, nice. just Scott Krinsky from Chuck, Carol Ida White from Laverne and Shirley. It was just wonderful. Clint Bowers from Cats on Broadway. And even this great little person guy named... Uh, uh, uh poncho moeller from uh ray donovan he had guest starred on that and he was so wonderful And we wanted to have diversity in it so we wanted people to just be i mean eric is almost seven feet tall yep. you know with we, we black people scott is openly gay you know as is uh Delilah and uh, Clint are both bisexual uh is married to a German woman and has a trans child. We wanted people to be on the show and it not to be an issue, just to be them a part of it and for people to see them. That was really important to us.
0: I think that's one of the best things. You know what? The, the diversity part of, your, of what you defined in that is really nice, man. I think that's really a great idea to put a whole big melting pot of people together because that's what this world is.
1: I think so. I very much think so, Yes.
0: And now is this is this like a uh, it's it's a comedy, obviously, but I mean,
1: it's a a dark comedy. It's seven five minute episodes and they're bite sized and uh, they're they're wonderfully uh, fun and quick. And uh, we're right now in development to make it a half hour series. So we're waiting for someone to pull the trigger. We've been meeting a lot of big, big waves. So we'll see what happens. We also just got picked by. Uh. Extra Magazine, and Queer Tea Magazine as uh, the TV shows to watch. But then this guy, Kenneth and the 212, started talking dish about us without even watching it. And I thought, wow, okay, great. You know, let's get into a Twitter war. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just interesting how people are so ready to say things without even watching the show.
0: You, you know, and, and you know, I, I've got thick skin because, man, I'll tell you what, in in Hollywood and, you know, and in sports where I came from and, and, and all that kind of thing, you, you better have some. But, man, if you're bringing a fight, first of all, I wouldn't want to, you know, most people wouldn't want to get into a war contest with you on words because that'd be a real mistake,
1: you know. That's, oh, you're funny. You you're know, funny.
0: That, that's a real mistake. But I mean. No, but you but- know what's really
1: interesting is on is on, uh, is on on Amazon, which we just dropped a couple weeks ago, we have 51 reviews. And all of them are all fives. And I'd say probably 90% of the people Mitch and I don't know.
0: Well, uh, and, and that's wonderful because here's the thing of that. When you put something together like this, and I have not seen it, but I but I know your creativity and, and I think that, you know, you probably bring really something really well to the table. And I know people will enjoy it, but when the idea that you had just behind it really sounds fantastic, and I think it's a time that we need that, and we need laughs.
1: Well, we need to laugh now, and and we're running out of things to watch, and we're running out of things to read. Um, As you probably know, I got a deal last year to uh, do my autobiography through CCB Publishing. Yes, and congratulations. Uh, Yeah, it's called Shut Up, I'm Talking! (laughs) And uh, my mom gave me the name for that, because the book was supposed to be called I'm Not Barbara Streisand. And... uh, um, when they told me I couldn't use that name because they thought that she would sue us. And I thought, oh my God, this is great. Let her sue us. I said, this, is, you know, this will be great publicity for us. And he said, no, no, you can't do that. And so I had to think of a name. So I called my mom really upset. And I said, hey, you know, what do you think we should do with the name? She said, let me think. I said, Ma, I'm so upset. She said, let me think for a second. I said, Mom, come on, you can think. It. She said, just shut up, I'm talking. I went, that's the name.
0: Your that's stories fair. with your, your mom are, are classic, man, you know, and, and I love that mm-hmm. because that's that's old school stuff, you know, and, and you, you I haven't heard people make, you know, certain things like certain jokes and comments that mean something like that in a long time. And I, I hadn't watched some of your bits in a while, I'll be honest, you know, maybe, maybe a couple of months ago. And I watched some of them, you know, recently, you know, in the last week when you and I spoke about you coming on the show. And it had me in tears because, you know, you can't make up, you can't write this stuff, it's real. Just like you did for No, it's, it's
1: part of my real it's part of my real life.
0: Yeah, and, and that's why I think it's great. And like you talking about parts about, you know, you and your mom being on the beach and stuff like that. Hilarious. I mean, you know,
1: those Oh, that's that's classic. That's classic. But there's newer stuff now. There's tons of new material on her because I, she lives next door to me and before the uh pandemic, my mom is obsessed with uh going obsessed with going shopping at, you know, TJ Maxx and Ross Dress for Less, so I, so I drop her off like a 12-year-old girl, and I say, Mom, I'll be back in three hours, and she comes up, and she buys a blouse that has three arms, I said, Ma, that blouse has three arms, she says, I'll make a bow out of it, it's a $1.99, I don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> I mean, you know...
1: And then, Eight. And then when we, when we moved to Palm Springs, she says, I'm so upset. All my friends are dying. I said, what about Marta? We should look her up. You remember Marta? She goes, oh, Marta. Oh, I can't. I said, why? She says, well, I slept with her husband. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, was that a one-time thing or was that a, a, an affair? She goes, you know, wait a second. I don't remember. <laughs>
0: oh, Jesus. <clears throat> Excuse me. That That is great. I mean now now with your plans going on right now, how are you what's your guilty pleasure right now? I ask everybody that's been on the show recently, away from our, our work, are you Netflixing it? Are you huluing it? What what is your what's your guilty pleasure right now that you um,
1: just these great web series that are on now and these great series. I'm really you know, uh, unhinged not unhinged, un, Unorthodox was just brilliant. I loved it. So good. Uh, I love watching that. I love watching um uh Oh, the the morning show with Reese and Jennifer Aniston. I loved uh, Ozark. I was obsessed with obsessed.
0: That's got to be one of the number one shows. I think everybody has brought up to me, and I have not seen it yet. As Ozark,
1: it's so good. Amazing. It's just so so good. You really must uh, watch it.
0: See, I'm I'm glad. See, that's what I want everybody to. So, in in, in 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 part of this is what you're doing, and you're enjoying yourself. Are you sitting down also in writing and writing and, and putting all these things together? I've been writing
1: new material because things have been happening. Like I've been, I, came to, I moved to Palm Springs so I could find the right man, and I'm getting on the dating apps, and some guy, everybody wants to have sex. I said, I'm not having sex. We're in a pandemic, but I do want to get to know you. I want to get to know people. And uh, I, so this guy says, he said, well, it's okay. He said, I don't have to have sex, but if you could, I'd like you to stand in front of your mirror, naked, you mirror, in front of your screen door, naked you know, through the slider. And I said, no, I can't do that. He said, he said oh, come on. I said, well, look, this, it's going to be problematic because I live on the second floor. <laughs> so it does happen. You're, you're, you're going to need an umbrella. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeez. I mean, Okay, so let me ask you a question on this part because this comes up every once in a while. Dating in today's time prior to pandemic and everything else, and looking for what's your best advice to our listeners
1: oh god don't have sex with people you don't know you know um you can't do that i mean you really can't do that anymore i mean you can't have little fun little play dates uh you know not honestly that was not my goal of late because i really do want to find somebody great once in a while, you just meet somebody and, oh, just can't help it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's really get to learn to know people, talk to them on the phone, you know, uh, actually speak, stop texting, you know, FaceTime with somebody, Zoom with somebody, and then go out for a social, in, in the park and meet at a distance and start to really get to know each other before you get tested and all that kind of thing.
0: I love that, man. That's some fantastic advice. Now, as far as new projects you have coming up, or uh, you know, and, and all the things you're doing right now, tell us about some of those things, man.
1: I have a movie coming out in, in the fall called Immortal, and it's uh, a, a sort of action thriller, more thriller than action. And I play a um, private investigator who deals with spyware. It stars... A, a, Let's see, Sam uh, Levine from Freaks and Geeks is playing a very different role. Tony Todd from the Candyland, even more different role for him. Robin Bartlett from Mad About You plays his wife. She's terrific. Dylan Baker from The Good Wife and Homeland. I mean, just some incredible cast. Mario Van People has a cameo in it. And it comes out supposedly uh, in the fall. And uh, it's a very quiet for me. He's very intimidating and he has a very low voice. and He's very, just very different from me. And I was really excited to work with John DeBock on that. And I got that by just sending him a note and saying, hey, I'm interested in working with you because i had seen his stuff. And then I, right now, currently on Showtime, I'm in an action film called um, Abducted and I play a detective. And it's the first time I'm Detective Walter and I play a sort of been there, done that kind of detective. Like, you know, from the 70s, like James Broderick or Charles Durning or those kind of guys that I used to love, John Randolph, all those guys, they're sort of slightly irritated all the time.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> Charles Durning, love Charles Durning, man. I'm glad you brought up his name. He does not get brought up enough.
1: No, it's funny because both of his Oscar nominations were for comedy parts, but he was really known for drama.
0: Absolutely. You know, it's it's funny I, I, as a matter of fact, I want to tell me the title of that again, the, the show you just said again.
1: It's called Abducted. Abducted. And that's on, it's on Showtime now. Uh, and, okay. and and also, you know, Birth of a Nation, my big, big role in that. That, where I play the white heterosexual Christian plantation owner in 1831, Todd Dines, the small farmers like you and myself. That's still a, uh, available on Amazon for a couple of dollars. So you can watch it there. Uh, it's done very, very well online. And uh, I have another film, a little short film called Hank. It's a really, really dark little drama that I play this guy who is in a relationship and doesn't want it to be open. And that's going to come out soon. Um, and then I'm oh, then I'm, I have a cameo in this really cute high school movie called Devo's, and that's also on. Uh, I think it's on. I don't know what it's on. It's on. It's all over the place. Okay. It's a high school comedy, and I, and it's with uh, uh, Nicole Sullivan and Jake Busey, and just some really wonderful people.
0: Yeah, it's nice. To, nice to see you've kept busy, and you know, you always do, and you know.
1: I try to. I really do. Um, I don't have any stand up dates per se, but I am doing a Gay Pride online in August. Uh, do you have a date on that, Jason? Pardon me.
0: Do you have a date on that, buddy?
1: I think it's the twentieth. Of August, let me just check here. But I, uh, you know, I'm. Y- you just don't know. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. It's oh, it's August twentieth at two p.m. Okay. in the afternoon in Los Angeles. So that's five p.m. East Coast and two p.m. Uh, West Coast. Um. Yeah, I'm doing a gay pride celebration. I just did. You know, my friend Adam Hunter show this week online. You know, these Zoom comedy nights. Really? and I get asked to do them once in a while. It's just not the same thing. Mostly, it's about working out new material and. Being with other comedians, uh, it's 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 a hard uh, it's a hard one. It really is. It's just a hard one these days.
0: Now, now with this, now working, working, our listeners watch your gay pride event, buddy.
1: Uh, I, that, that'll be on Zoom, and you can go to my website, jasonstuart.com, S T U A R T for everything, and that'll it'll that'll be up today. I actually, I'm having my my website is completely being uh, redesigned right now. Today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I want to make putting, sure so everybody yeah. can go check it out. Um, yeah. And you you do a you would do a lot for the community. So tell us some of your projects for the LGBTQ community.
1: Well, I am still um, I am still the national co-chair of the Screen Actors Guild LGBTQ committee, and we are as soon as things get back, SAG now after is really working hard and getting us back to work. And uh, that's been the really the big big goal of the of late, uh, and I guess in terms of the committee, things have been you know have been slow because of the, the COVID, and most of our energy has been gone to that figuring out how to get back to work safely. Right. In terms of my other thing, uh, I'm supporting theater groups. I'm, I'm, I'm mentoring a lot of people, and I'm talking to a lot of people online. I have to say, so it's become um, it's become more of an individual thing of being supportive during these uh, times of being quarantined. And now it's the second time of being quarantined again. And uh, so I've been talking to people a lot and, and uh, people have been telling me what they think of my book. You know, there's like 61 reviews now on Amazon. I can't put in all fives, which is, I'm, you know, I'm really sort of amazed. I thought somebody was going to say something like, who do I think I am for doing this?
0: Where, 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 can,
1: where, can, we, where can we buy your book out, Jason? Uh, Amazon and also at TCB Publishing. And uh, also, if you want an autograph copy, what all you have to do is send me an email at uh, modern871 at gmail. You can get that on my, from my office on my website on the contact page. And I will send you a, uh, an autograph copy. I, I can do that also.
0: That's fantastic. Um, question, I mean, your creativity. When you sit down and you write, and obviously I know you pull it from everything going on from real life, to what you've grown up and everything else. So I ask everybody this who who is a writer, whether it's a singer, songwriter, scriptwriter, whatever, um, do you sit down and say, okay, today, right now I'm writing, or does the mood have no. to hit you, or how's it work for you?
1: Never. I I write things down as I talk. Okay. You know, and I and I talk it into my phone.
0: <laughs> you're the second person you're the second person in the last week on the show that said that they, they use their phone to talk it into their phone.
1: I do it all the time because my writing comes verbally all the time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it's never been, it's never been, uh, I used to sit down and write, but I I found that process didn't work for me.
0: Now going backwards, but how did you get into comedy?
1: Well, no one one would hire me. Pardon me, go ahead.
0: You're a New York boy, right?
1: No, I was born in the Bronx, but I'm I'm an LA boy. I lived in Los Angeles my whole life until uh, nine months ago.
0: Okay. And, and so, so how did you, what, what got you interested in comedy?
1: I wasn't, I was always interested in making people laugh, but in the eighties, when I went into comedy, it wasn't like a thing now that everybody wants to be a comedian. It was more like, um, something, an oddity, and uh, that had started in the early 80s, and I had a manager, Catherine James, who said, you're so funny, you should do this. I said, no, I'm an actor, you know, this is not, and I tried to do it, and I went to the comedy store, and Danny Moore had this class, and he ripped me apart, and I didn't come back for two more years, and then she got me an audition at the comedy store, and I was so nervous that I was funny.
0: Wow, that's and, that, and that's a good thing to sit there. It doesn't mean necessarily that you have to give up, I mean, because, you know, look, look, comedy is one of those things, man. It, it's you know, I, I, Acting's all right, but, man, comedy is magical. You have to be...
1: You have See, to I think of it happy. the other way. I think comedy is my day job. It's been my day job. And acting is really... Because acting has a beginning, middle, and an end. And you're working with other people, and there's a process. Comedy is fast and quick. It's like sex with some really hot guy... You know, either it works out really great or you go, God, why am I doing this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but, yeah, but but, what I mean by that is, is uh, you know, as, as acted a bit, you know, I, I think that comedy is from, you know, acting and doing a comedy bit is really, really, really magical. It's really difficult, too. I think people think, oh, you just people just walking it up. Oh, you're just funny like that. And you I think I say you. Either oh, it's, a
1: cra- or- it's a craft. It's a craft. Yes. Who, who are know, some of
0: your influences growing up? Who did you Who did you watch?
1: Well, first I would say um, Joan Rivers and Don Rickles were my two favorite comedians. Oh, yeah. Um, Sandra Bernhardt, because she just didn't care what other people think, thought of herself. Right. Um, Louis Anderson, because he could do things just by telling a story and by a look on his face. Um, Richard Lewis used to make me laugh my head off. Um, Lily Tomlin and Whoopi Goldberg because they brought it to a new level, the comedy, a different level.
0: You know, love that, love that. Man, That's got some, some great, great talent. And an
1: old comedian named Tody Fields. Oh wow, I haven't
0: heard that name in a long time.
1: And I should She was on the first Dean Martin uh, roast, and uh, which they roasted him, and she goes, "Dean, I just want you to know, I'm not sure you remember this, but I was your first wife."
0: i remember that bit now i do because
1: he was known to be a drunk and that's the kind of jokes i love or when joan rivers on, on god bless her on her last fashion police she says don't say anything bad about gary Busey. i love him he drove me all the way from new york city to los angeles and didn't charge me a, a cent of course i was in the trunk and i couldn't get to my pocket <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's fantastic
1: I love Judy Gold, though she won't return any of my calls or emails to be on her show. And I've known her for years. I love, love, love Mario Cantone. I think he's fabulous and so funny and so quick. Um, There's so many people I love. You know, I've always loved Whoopi. Always loved her.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you could pick somebody from the past that you would do a bit with in comedy, who would it be?
1: Oh, Joan Rivers and Don Rickles. If I could work with them, I'd be scared half to death.
0: And right now, who would it be?
1: Um, probably my good friend Ida Rodriguez. I'd love to work with her again. Or my friend Tiffany Haddish, who I love. You know, she's another dear friend. Those two gals I absolutely love. I think they're terrific.
0: Nice.
1: And my friend Shang, Shang Forbes, who's really, really wonderful.
0: Man, you got some great picks. Now, now, as far as acting, what, what, what were, who were some of your influences growing up acting?
1: Oh my God! You know, I used to love the great character actors, as you can probably tell. Dustin Hoffman is my favorite actor. Was a leading man, and Meryl Streep was probably my favorite actress. Um, You know, I loved, certainly loved Barbara Streisand growing up because what she represented to me as a as a person, just being yourself. She was the Lady Gaga of her time, right? Um, but the character actors are the ones that really... Philip Seymour Hoffman, um, uh, certainly Charles Durning, as I said before, Maureen Stapleton, Cloris Leachman, Lee Grant, Paul Winfield. Um, oh, God. Bea B Richards, I loved. Just so loved her work.
0: Man, you're, you you're bringing up names that I think people don't bring up enough, man. I mean, I've- Oh, they don't
1: know who... Yeah, they don't know who... Uh, you know... Uh, just so many wonderful, wonderful, uh, actors that don't necessarily come off the tip of your, your, you, you know, lady Potemkin, you know, doing some oh, great gosh. work over the years. Um, who else? Uh, Paul Giamatti now, you know, uh, there's so many great, uh, John, I said John Randolph before. Um, yeah, just these great, great character actors that you'd see Joe Pesci, You know, uh, just love, love, love Joe Pesci and all these wonderful character actors. You know, Morgan Friedman, when he first started, going from playing a pimp to playing to driving Miss Daisy to, you know, so many other wonderful roles, you know, playing Nelson Mandela, just this incredible character actor.
0: And it went from playing the electric company. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And Margaret. And Margaret. I mean, people don't know what a great character actor she was, when she did Cornell Knowledge and then she did Blanche and Streetcar and then, you know, and then she did Tommy and then she did Joseph Andrews and, and she did Who Will Love My Children. You know, when they give Nate Parker, who cast me in Birth of a Nation, said to me something that people have said to me before, but it really resonated with me. He said, when you when, when talent meets opportunity, that means be ready. And I think that's what I've tried to do. That's a hopefully great I've,
0: piece of advice, man.
1: Hopefully, I succeeded once in a while.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm so glad that you came on the show today, just for the fact of the names that you're putting out there, that people can realize and go do go do your homework, people, on some of these names. <laughs> well,
1: Dylan Baker, you know, Dylan Baker, right? man.
0: Yeah, I mean, these are some great names, and and like you said, they're not necessarily people don't just drop them off the tip of their tongue right away, but
1: yeah, Roger Gunders with Twice on Birth of a Nation and in Dirty is brilliant and hasn't really been given his due. There's so many people that I've worked with that I just thought, wow, who have blown me away. And, you know, people will say things about people all the time, like this, there was an article that came out in Deadline about Billy Eichner wanting to play Paul Lin in this movie that he's bought. Now, Billy certainly is a newer actor. He has just started to act a lot in the last five years, and we hadn't seen a lot of him until then, and he sort of blew up, you know, from Parks and Recs to American Horror Story to this Disney film with Shirley MacLaine and all these things, and... Now people are saying, Oh, I don't think he can play Paul Lynn. Well I remember seeing Cher and Come Back to the Five and Dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean, and I was ready to see her. I only knew her from sketch comedy. Right. And I, I thought she and I thought this is gonna be funny. And I came in and she walks in, she goes, Well I you know, I, I'm just so hot, I just gotta get myself some orange crush and she took a napkin and she put it under her arms and wiped her armpits and I thought, Who is that? You know, and that's what I wanna do. That's what I want to do. And most people don't want to let me do that, but I keep showing up, and I've been lucky that there are been some people that let me do it. I mean, I did this film, little film uh, two years ago called "The Line" in a series for the uh, Direct TV called ATT Hello, and I played this abortion activist who was uh, anti-abortion activist rather, and I played this guy, and, I, and it was just the worst you know guy you'd ever meet, and. I, Think of me for that. But this great, wonderful casting director who just called me and said, hey, saw you in Birth of a Nation, thought you'd be great to do this. Are you guys interested? You know, I almost said no because the part wasn't big enough and it wasn't really written. But then the director, um, Melissa Reach, she really just went for it and let me, she worked with me and she was open and it was just really an incredibly wonderful experience in that way because it was so uh, creative.
0: Give me that title of that movie again.
1: It's called, it's the line. It's a, it's the, it's a, a bunch of uh, films that are done by uh, people of color who are, uh, they have the series on uh, Amazon direct, not Amazon direct direct TV. Mm-hmm. And it's on that. And I think it's somewhere else now too. I can't remember.
0: i well, people can look you up on IMDB and then follow it from there. But, um, that's, that's all, I love that. And and that's really cool because the fact that I think that's a great lesson you just teach, teach a lot of people is that sometimes, you know, the part isn't something necessarily that you might like at first. It's, it's like when a, when a musician does a great song and, and they don't like the song, but the crowd loves it. You know, sometimes you play that part because why? Because you're really good at it. Even if you thought it wasn't good for you, it wound up being great for you.
1: Well, it's even more complex than that. It's just that people in the business want you to be a beer, not an actor. And they, you know, I recently lost a part in a film because the guy, you know, they wanted someone that looked more like a bodyguard. And when I played it more like a bodyguard, he wanted me to be funnier. Or when I was funnier, he wanted me to be more like, and I didn't have the physical structure of what he wanted. But I thought, you know, it'd be interesting to do things that aren't, you know, right down the line of looking like that. That's interesting to me. But some people, you know, it's just its just taste. You know, we're all in a poo-poo platter of, uh, of things. It's just taste.
0: Right. Now, I'm going I'm to ask you a question. You are talking about this young man playing Paul Lynn, who I was a huge fan of. So what's your opinion of that?
1: Well, I don't know. That's what it is. I think, but but I'm assuming if he gets the script and, and is developing the project, he's going to work his butt off. This is a guy is a hard worker. I actually got to work with him on a, a comedy video he did for Comedy Central. Call uh, it was a, uh, a parody of a Taylor Swift song, and I played his 49 year old boyfriend or something, or 45 year old boyfriend. I can't remember around five years ago, six years ago. So uh, this is a creative guy who creates his own content. Who made a hit of that film, in TV series on True TV called Billy on the Street, right. and uh, you know he's uh, he's a great he's a, he's a great guy, you know that uh, wants to create his own stuff, and I applaud that. Instead of putting someone down all the time before you even see what they can do and right. decide they can't do it, you know, give somebody a chance. Why do we always say, it's like, do we say, do we say, you know, Tom Hanks, who's, I think, a brilliant actor, and I love him, they'll say he's the every, he's the every man. But why isn't Denzel Washington the every man? Why is it, why is that, the every man to who? To white, heterosexual, Christian-appearing people. You know, I didn't grow up, to me, the every man or every woman would have been Barbara Streisand in my neighborhood, or Mandy Potimkin. that's the people that were the every man to me. Right. You know. Those are the every man and every woman, and why isn't the every man and every woman? You know, I grew up with people like Whoopi Goldberg who look like her. That's my group of people,
0: right? Exactly, I understand that. I
1: don't, I don't, I don't always. Everything is so um, white, heterosexual, Christian appearing, and not. You know, and I was thinking, I had a big talk with my girlfriend Ali Raja, who's a wonderful actress, and we were talking about the other day about you know uh, white. Um, privilege, and it—you know—it took me a long time to get around my head that I've had it. Because being as a Jewish person, his father was in the Holocaust, to being a gay person trying to be in show business, it's been a—it's been a truck. It's not been a, a, an easy ride for me. But with that said, when I walk into a room, until I speak and tell people who I am, I get to be treated like a white guy, and I have to know that. And when somebody tells me who's black or a person of color tells me their experience, the best thing for me to do is take my shoes off, put their shoes on, and just shut up and listen. My opinion doesn't matter. And I think that's what one has to do and and know that and know that we're in this big change in our lives. You know, it's everything, so much has happened in the last couple of years. From Black Lives Matter to the, you know, to all the... Gun, the gun things, people getting murdered, to you know the xenophobia, to the homophobia, to the to Trumpism, you know, and just so many. I mean, the world in the last three or four years has just been overwhelming. So many things to deal with for all of us, changing the course of how we are being. And I think it's great in that sense that it's time, you know. I just don't want to be left out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's not a chance in the world for that. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a great <laughs> message, man. Tell everybody where we can find you on social media, buddy.
1: Uh, JasonStewart dot t-ar-t. S uh, T U A R T. Twitter is Jason underscore Stewart. Instagram is the Jason Stewart. Um, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> really? Three videos. Yeah. I think it's Jason Stewart four. Um, Facebook. It's easy to find me. I'm the guy with the bald head.
0: I never and then, it down.
1: <laughs> and, and all my all my social media is on my website, and you can get my new series Smothered on my website by going to Projects, or you can uh, uh, just go to smothertb.com.
0: And you can also get his book. Shut up! I'm talking. <laughs>
1: also on my book on my website just click on book or or uh, go to amazon and put a jason stewart book and it'll come up or go to amazon and put Smothered jason stewart you always have to put my name next to everything because uh smothered could mean they'll give you a great great recipe on smothered onions <laughs>
0: <laughs> man thank you so much buddy for coming on the show i really appreciate it um you taking the time i hope please come back on again in the future it is whenever been a you'd pleasure, like me. man I appreciate it so much. Ladies and gentlemen, comedian, director, producer, and actor, author also, Jason Stewart. You have a safe, wonderful day, my friend. And thank you so much.
1: You too. God bless. Take care. God bless.